Hello and welcome to the Mississippi Arts Hour. I'm Larry Morrissey with the Arts Commission, and this is the Arts Commission's weekly turn at the microphone here at MPB. Each week we come to you with an in-depth discussion or talk or laid-back conversation with a different creative Mississippian. Uh, today, in advance of our upcoming Governor's Arts Awards, that's going to be February 7th at the Old Capitol Museum, we're having several of our uh, recipients come in in advance and talk and, and learn a little bit about them in advance of the Governor's Arts Awards. And our lifetime achievement recipient for the Art Governor's Awards this year is the Canton Spirituals. And joining us today is the leader of the Canton Spirituals, Harvey Watkins, Jr. Mr. Watkins, thanks Hi. for joining us. Good to be here. Well, I know you you and the Spirituals have had many uh, awards and many honors over the years, but again, we, we really appreciate you being part of the Governor's Awards this year. Well, we also appreciate it. We are honored to be a part. And, and for those who don't know, the Canton Spirituals have a long history. Uh, folks know, probably uh, gospel fans best know them from going back to maybe the 80s or 90s, but the, the, the story of the Canton Spirituals goes way back farther than that. Yes, sir. My uncle started the uh, Canton Spirituals in the 40s, Reverend I.S. Watkins, and my daddy joined in the 50s, and I joined in 1974, and I've been here ever since. It's always been a Watkins in the Ken Spirituals. And today you're you're a worldwide touring group. You've had uh, many awards, uh, yes, Grammy sir. nominations, yes, uh, Stellar, Dove Awards, yes, uh, tour throughout all throughout the country. But maybe take us back to those early years. You 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 were born after the group was already up and going. Yes, so what are your earliest memories of your father and your uncle well, on that? Well, uh, how really how talented they were and how gifted they was, and they, they never got really noticed. So when I joined the group, times had changed, and, uh, and I had more ambitions than they did, and because I was the one to, to do it. Like David, Jonathan was Saul's son, but David was the appointed king, the anointed king, not the appointed king. So I was like the anointed leader of the group, even though I was the young, the youngest in the group. But uh, it was my job to lead the group. The Lord, the Lord put that on me. My daddy just gave the group to me, and the Lord did the rest. We as gospel artists or R and B, it's just so much we can do without the favor of God. Promotion and, 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 and marketing does its part, but favor also does its part. Now, before you were the group and you were a child, the group was primarily, I guess, like a, a local group. Yes, that sir. Did, that's what there was. Yeah. So, there was so they group. would tell a little about kind of like the, the they, life they, of the early early. They groups. would sing for churches and build, help build the churches. Then they would tell them that they couldn't sing it no more. So once they got to be, the church got to be up and going? They, I guess. they, they didn't want them to sing there anymore. And I had a problem with that. So I said I was going to put a stop to that, and that's what I did. Now, I was uh, reading in an, in an earlier interview you did that you didn't necessarily think that you were going to be a gospel singer like no, in your young, as no, a young sir. man. Had nowhere in my mind, I, in, even in my heart. It was, a, it was a calling from the Lord. That's the only reason that I'm still here. Uh, it was a calling. And did so? So talk about in your teenage years. Were, was there a, a, a pressure on you by your family to say, "Okay, you no, need to take on this they, on as well"? They couldn't find me because I was gone. <laughs> I was I, I, I was I was a, a road runner, you know. I was a party animal. I was a, I was a get up and go guy. And I was in Chicago one day, and my daddy called me and told me that my mom was in the hospital, and I've been in Mississippi ever since, and I've been with the Kansas Spirituals ever since. 
So were you? Did you ever sing uh, secular music? No, as sir, a, as I didn't, a young never man? had a desire. Well, in Chicago on Monday nights, they used to have a talent show, and for for uh, the the winner would get a hundred dollars. So I've won that so many times that it stopped me from being on it. Cause that was my kind of little job. Cause I I felt like I was gonna win every night, and I did. Because it ain't what you sing. It ain't how good you can sing. It's what you sing. Sometimes, not all the time. But with that success, you weren't. I mean, there were a lot of great uh, musicians coming out of Chicago in that. Yes, this would have been what the late 1960s. This was or? In, this was in the 70s. Oh, early Matter 70s. Fact, okay. This was in 1974, 73. Okay. Okay. This was in 1973. So I mean, Chicago was as it always has been a really hot town. But, yes, sir. But you didn't think, oh, I can go and make a record. Or... I had no ambitions to be a singer. Oh wow! Just this is just something I can do to make a little money for yes, for sir. the rest of the week. Y- yes, sir. Okay. I, that there were full bands would be on the talent show, and they would some of them would beg me to sing with them. But I never really had a desire to sing R and B. Gospel was in me because it grew up in me. Uh, but I never had a desire to sing R and B. I love to listen to it, but I never had a desire to sing it. Now, did you ever ride around with your your dad and your uncle when they were going to these churches? Sometimes, and that? when yeah. I was little, they would take me sometimes. Yes, sir. I bet that. But was I, a... Well, a lot of times I couldn't go because I had to be at school the next day. Yes, sir. They would be out late and yes, sir. traveling and yes, that sir. kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, sir. So when you came back, uh, so you were you came back. Your your mother was sick, and then how long was it till you kind of felt that calling? And your father did your did he ask well, you or to join? Well, or? I didn't feel it, but I was at the club one night, and the tenor singer came and found me, and told me that the group needed a bass guitar player to go to New Orleans. So I went with them, and I played bass and sang in the background, and I never had practice with them because I knew everything that they do. So I've been in the group ever since that day. I went to New Orleans with them, with the Cancers, and I've been here ever since. That was in 1974. And and you talk about being the the anointed leader and 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 having kind of the talk about your and ambi- so once you were kind of a member, when did you start thinking? You know, we we could do more. We could. And how did that kind of come? That's about? That's when the argument started. Oh my! They did nobody agree with nothing I said because they didn't understand because they were used to doing things the one way. And and I, I just I just told my just kept telling my dad to give me a chance to prove to you what I'm talking about. And finally he did. And when I proved to him, he just gave it to me. He just he just put the whole group in my hand. And he told me that I'm going I'm gonna let you do it and I'm gonna follow you. I'm not gonna give you no more problems. And he never gave me no more. So that was a lot of trust that he put in you as a young man. That's, yes, that's, sir, that's amazing. Could, yes, sir, but you couldn't tell him. You had to show him that you knew what you were talking about and you knew what you were doing and you were responsible enough to do it. You're listening to the Arts Hour, and our guest today is Harvey Watkins Jr. He's the leader of the Canton Spirituals, and the uh, Canton Spirituals are the Lifetime Achievement recipient for the Governor's Arts Awards this year, uh, coming up on February 7th. So what were the things that you, how did you show your, your dad that there was kind of this bigger future for the group? By, by making the right decisions and, and by being under the, under the uh, favor of God. See, I always knew that the group was special, but uh, they didn't know it. So just by me knowing it wasn't enough. Uh, there's nobody in the group that was in the group at that time 
they all could sing better than me. They were real singers, man. But they just didn't believe in themselves because people had, I guess people had made them feel like, you know, Jesus even said that, that it's hard to get people to follow you at home. And I guess they kind of made them feel like that they, they were just average singers, but they were, they were more. And, uh, and, and when the Lord, when the Lord co-signed some, he'll pay for it. So he gave us the nod, and, and we've been going ever since. We've been, the Lord has been so good to us, man. Let's talk a little about the the recording history of the group. Now, it it goes back in the 40s, but from what I'm reading some of the histories, the actual recording of the group didn't start maybe until right before, not long before you joined. I think the group started recording in the 60s. Right. Mm -hmm. Doing 45s, like the designer record label. Yeah. And there was another record. I got all the records. Uh, They had another record uh, on Delta, record 45s, paid on 78 on on, on the turntable. And uh, in 1976, Malico, uh, uh, this young man named James Bennett, he had an independent record company. He started out with the Kansas Spirituals. And we went to Malico to, to their studio, and we did our first LPI album entitled That's My Train Fair Home. And that's when we started moving a little bit, not a whole lot, because we didn't really have major distribution. We just had, you know, the radio that, that had the record was playing it. But we didn't get major distribution until 1992 when we signed with Blackberry Records, which is owned by the William Brothers, Melvin Williams and Doug Williams. Um, they recorded the Kansas Spirituals, and we went to Memphis and did a live DVD and, and CD called Live in Memphis. And we had um, Spectrum was distributing for us. Then, then Malico started dis- doing this distribution. And... By us being already known, uh, that was just like icing on the cake. So we just, we, our, our names start moving around, and the Lord just blessed us. And and the live in, the first live in Memphis was kind of was a blockbuster for a gospel record, it right? Was. It, it it is said that it's the biggest quartet record that that's ever been recorded. What do what are they what are the what are the numbers do they think it is on? It now? I wouldn't know. Okay, but I will tell you one thing: the last the last the last time I checked on numbers, they were way over a million, up in a couple of millions, probably more than that, you know. It's just so much we know. And then you think about the families that played those records and how it it spreads out, you know. Uh, yes, Grandma sir. plays it for all her grandchildren. Young, and... young men, like, in their 20s walk up to me right now and say, I was raised off of your music. It, it it is yeah. it is the Lord when when he he bless all of us every day, but when he opened that window up, it never stopped. It goes on and on and on. That that's why because it's a window. And just keep on going. Yeah. Yes, sir. We're back on the Arts Hour, and today our guest is Harvey Watkins Jr. He's the leader of the Canton Spirituals, gospel group originally from uh, came coming out of Canton, Mississippi, in the early 1940s. Uh, Mr. Watkins has been with the group since the early 1970s, and they are the Lifetime Achievement recipients for this year's uh, Governor's Arts Awards. Uh, it's coming up on February 7th. Um, we were talking a little uh, off mic about kind of the importance of radio. 
Yes, and sir. I was just wondering, uh, in those early years, maybe pr- before you were there, uh, did the Cantons, a lot of gospel groups had, uh, you know, short radio shows on, on local stations. Did they ever do any of the that? Can, the Canton Spiritual Steel got a radio story, got a radio show in Canton right now on, All w- right. on WMGO. But, we, you know, we haven't, we haven't did it ourselves in years, but we still got a radio show. So the, so in the early years, do you recall that? Did they go in and do it live? Every that? Sunday. Okay. This is this was the way that they could, you know, could let people know where they're gonna be. You know, they had sponsors, uh L and M fried chicken and different people like that. And uh that's how they, they would get their name out. So your dad and uncle would go around talk to local businesses and find somebody who would no, kind of put up the money for no, it? They wouldn't do that. They didn't have that kind of personality. Okay. They worked every day. They were truck drivers. They didn't have no time for none of that. All they wanted to do was sing. So the station would find, like, a local sponsor well, for them? or Well, a couple of guys in the group, like Mr. Eddie Jackson, younger guys, they would do that. Oh, okay. Tinsley Murphy, uh, they, they, were, they, were, they were members of the group during this time. And Mr. Bubba, Bubba Claude Nichols, he lived in Canton. He would get some sponsors sometime also. But most of the sponsors we, we had, we never lost them unless they went out of business. Because eventually, you know, you're drawing customers just by the show, I guess. Yes, so sir. It's, it's good for them to be yes, associated sir. with you. Then after we started doing the albums, we stopped singing because we had a record. We don't need to sing it. We almost, the dad of them got mad at me. I said, Dad, why are we singing if we got an album? Play the record. And when I finally convinced them to do that, that's where we stopped singing on the radio. But before kind of the, what records became a bigger thing, that was like the lifeblood of a, of a quartet, yes, right? Yes, and they loved it. They loved to sing. You know, they, they love to sing on the radio because they've been doing it all their life. But I guess this was like an early morning thing, right? They have to be up early. 8.15. And... Okay. Every Sunday morning. Then do the show and then off to a program that That's afternoon? Right. Go or... off to church or off to a program that night. Mm-hmm. Most of the time that late that afternoon. But So now you continue it on, but it's it's all just kind of pulling from your whole recorded it's, it's, career. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot different now. Okay. Times are different. It's very different. Uh, like in 1993, my daddy I came, called me up to the house and told me that uh, he was uh, diagnosed with uh, stomach cancer. And uh, that was the early part of 1993. And that next year, 94, November 16, he was gone. But But in that little short period of time, the Lord moved because we won a Stellar Award, and we went to the Grammy Award. We didn't win, but we were there. And my dad was there too. Oh, great! So it was just—it was just it, everything just changed after he passed. But uh, the Lord never left us. I think it's really interesting uh, in terms of your recorded history. Uh, you know, Mississippi is such a small state in terms—we don't have the big, the big Memphis or Atlanta. But that that your group has pretty steadily worked with a, a locally or a you know a Mississippi based uh, recording company. Yes sir. So that's that's an interesting history. You started off with with James Bennett and right. kind of got going. How did talk about that kind of leap forward maybe it was a leap or maybe a step forward for when you had that LP out and how Oh, it, it made things different. We started going to places like we never been like Oklahoma and Texas uh places like that uh, Arkansas you know, so that that was getting us ready for what was to come. Uh, 
in a country, country towns in Arkansas didn't even have radio stations. We would sell thousands of dollars worth of records because they didn't have no record stores. So, hey, man, we were, we were doing good back then, but it was quiet. It was quiet. It, it wasn't being promoted. Everybody didn't know about it. But that was the Lord getting us ready for when he do. When we do, uh, uh, when he do widen our territory, we won't be greenhorns. We'll be ready, and we'll be businessmen, and we'll know how to act and know not to run at everything we see. So it was kind of a slow build yes, over sir, the time. which was time. perfect for yeah. us because we was young. Right. And how was—so what were the—so this group has been in the state for really decades before you started moving out That's in right. the 70s. Talk about kind of the reaction to the, to the, to the group's style and, and to your performance once you were out in places where you didn't know anybody. Well, we had to change our style when people like the Winans came along. <laughs> uh, the whiners came along with keyboards and synthesizers, and we had to change our style. So what we did, we got some young guys, like my nephew, Cornelius Dwayne Watkins, the guitar player, Victor Allen, Wallace Strickland. And what we did, we li- we kept our flavor, but we just changed our taste. And we kept the style, but we, it, but, but, but we were smart enough to let the young guys enhance what we were doing. And the Lord blessed it. So always kind of slowly moving forward, but keeping the identity yes, there. Yes, sir. That's great. That's great. Yes, sir. Well, talk about, you You mentioned, kind of gave a little bit about, uh, you know, the earlier generation of the group and how they worked Monday through Friday, and then they go on the weekends and perform. Talk about kind of the how it how it changed for y'all becoming more of a, uh, you know, becoming your profession. Well, I worked at a place called Pendixie Steel, and I got home about five thirty one Monday morning, and I went to work, and I was so sleepy till I almost cut my thumb off, and my daddy didn't like that. He said we're gonna have to do something. I said, yeah, what are we gonna have to do? is get a hit record and stop all this working. <laughs> and that's what happened. And my daddy told me, I never would have thought that that we would we would be blessed like this singing gospel. I said, but his dad said, but you did. I said, I sure did. I said, because you taught me about Jesus. You just never told me that he was stingy. I just don't believe it. I believe if we mean it from my heart and I believe if it's in our calling, I believe he'll bless us. Mm. I've always believed it. Yeah. Talk about kind of that. I, I'm, I'm sure the traveling's different these days, but it kind is. of th- back in the early 70s when there weren't as many hot super highways and That's right. the, the maybe the the greasy spoons were really greasy right. spoons and all that. To, give right. us a little flavor of that, that or those early years when you were touring. Well, well, I'll tell you what. It was beautiful. We had no GPS. We had no cell phone. We used to go to places, and we didn't even know the name of the place where we were singing, but we would always find it. Somebody would always tell us. Somebody would always take care of us. Somebody would always feed us. We always was taken care of. Because first of all, like I say, if Jesus, if God, if he co-signed it, he's going to pay for it. And that's a fact. In other words, what I'm saying is, if he called you to do a thing, he's going to go with you. And that's, that's just that. I know it for a fact. 
that it was he. It was he that blessed us. It wasn't because this is not, a, I, I tell young groups this all the time, this is not a singing contest. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is not a singing contest. This is much bigger than singing. This, the, a big percentage of this is giving, sharing, teaching, and living and being a light. That's bigger than singing. Yeah. This is gospel. Joe Lagan and Mahalia Jackson and Sam Cooke, they didn't invent the gospel. It was Jesus and Peter. That's where the gospel come from. Jesus, who they say I am? Peter said, I know who you are. He said, you are the Christ. Jesus, on that rock, I build my church. That's where the gospel started. You're listening to the Arts Hour on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Our guest today is Harvey Watkins, Jr. of the Canton Spirituals. The Canton Spirituals are the, going to be the Lifetime Achievement recipients at this year's Governor's Arts Awards on February 7th. Um, another interview that I saw that you were doing, uh, that you'd done a few years back, and you talked about kind of, um, you alluded to a little before about the people coming up to you, but kind of the, the, the testimony that you hear from people, I mean, you kind of go and this is your calling and it, it's a mission out there, but then the, the, the feedback that you get back seems almost as powerful maybe as the initial message, the, 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 the things that, that, that you do for people through your music. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that. Well, I, I, we've been blessed. To, to touch a lot of young people. Like, like I wrote a song, uh, I got to clean up what I messed up and start all over again. Prisoners always come to our programs and tell me how that, pro, how that song inspired them and how they made it through. And those different little songs, like, see me, first of all. See, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Paul that got God's attention. It was Saul. And Saul was the was the heathen, the renegade, before his name got changed to Paul. But what I'm saying is this, I came out of the streets. I wasn't born in Bethlehem. I came out of the, I came out of the streets, out of the clubs, out of the pool room. So therefore I know how to relate to people that's in trouble because I've been in trouble. And I thank God for it because I can, I can talk to them about, about alcohol. I can talk to them about staying out all night. It's not a plus. It's not a positive. And none of that. And that's what I do, even in my singing. I never, I'm always, if you notice, I'm calm right now. Let me tell you why. Because I always be myself. I never change because I might forget to change back. So I always, I'm just who I am. Yeah. Yes, sir. Have there ever been times when, when stories that people have told you have kind of inspired a song or inspired yes, lyrics? Yes. Many times. I've been inspired by so many people. Been, many times. Many times. Uh, you mentioned earlier about the, the the places that had no record store and that. Talk about the importance of these, of the smaller, the rural communities in kind of your success and your touring. Well, it was the small people that really blessed us because when, when they saw, they knew where we came from. So when they saw that we were being blessed, they came. They came to support us. And uh, they never stopped. They still do. Uh Back in the day, if people if 
if, if people knew that a good program was coming, they didn't really even have to know who it was. They would come because they love gospel music. They, they didn't have uh, Facebook. They didn't have Twitter. They didn't have Instagram. They didn't have all the stuff on their phone where they could look at it all day long. You know, so, so they wanted to hear some good singing. So that's why things are not like they used to be. Like my, I got a grandbaby. She can look at her phone all day if you let her. We would, but we would be outside playing. You know, it's just things just are not like they used to be. Yeah, and a program like like y'all's coming into a smaller community that was maybe the event of the month or the, it the was, gathering. But now they can they can they can, they stream it on Facebook. They can stay at home and watch. Things just that things just not like it used to be. But it's still not the same. You know, we need to let no, people it's not know the same. for them but to do what that. What I'm saying is, it, things just don't change. Yeah. You know, back when people 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 come to see you now because they love you, not just because they want to see you, because they can stay at home and see you. That's what I'm trying to say. I see. Yes, yeah. sir. But it's that one-on-one, -on -one, that that immediate connection of being in the room with the group. I think, right? It is. It, 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 when you got a when you got a hit record in somebody's ears and you a hit in their heart, they'll they'll get off their sick bed and come and see you. I know, cause I've seen it. We're back for our final segment of the Arts Hour. Today, our guest is Harvey Watkins Jr. of the Canton Spirituals. The Canton Spirituals are this year's Lifetime Achievement Award recipients for the Governor's Arts Awards, which will be taking place. Thursday, February 7th, uh, it's at the Old Capitol Museum. It'll run from 6 to 7, 15-ish. Uh, it's free and open to the, uh, to the public, so come on down. Uh, there's a public reception immediately prior to the, to the ceremony in the first floor uh, in the uh, Old Capitol Museum. So please come see us. Uh, we've got a lot of other recipients as well, and uh, hopefully many of them will be on the show here prior to the ceremony on the 7th. Um, uh, in our first segment, you were talking about kind of the, the breakout, you know, the steady build and then the kind of the, the huge success of your first that live at Memphis. Yes, talk, talk about the the uh, y'all are, are known for your, your live recordings. Talk about that, the, the studio versus the live recordings and, and maybe a little bit how you approach that and why well, you do those. Well, well, the live recordings, you get a chance to to pour your yourself pour more of yourself into it and the people get a chance to be in, intimate with you because they'll be standing right there sitting right there looking at you then we get a chance to do interviews and tell them things about us that they're interested in that they didn't know so that's the difference between live to me uh, 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 the, the Holy Spirit can visit more on a live setting than in the studio to me because when you're in the studio you got a lot of a lot of your time is perfection you know it's just a fact you, you, you're you concerned about sound and finishing but but you know you know you just you got you got you got starters pitching you got starters you got pitches that are starters you got relief pitches and you got closers they're all pitches but they're different type so what I'm saying is when you're singing it, it ain't always the same live that it is in the studio do the studio maybe it's 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 too much about kind of worrying it and finessing it and less That's being exactly. in the moment of, of of the of the of the release and the joy exactly. and the ceremony? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
like when you're live, you're not really concerned about how pretty you sound. You're really concerned about how real you sound. But when you get in the studio, those mics going to let you know that you need to try to sound pretty. And you've got, like, the, the studious engineer looking at you through exactly. the glass, and you're by yourself. Exactly. And, yeah. It's a lot and, more self-conscious. And the, and the competitive part of your spirit comes out in the studio. How so? Uh, well, because you want you a hit record. You uh, And if, and I, I, I won't just say hit record, but you want your record to be the best it can be. And you know that this is final. You're not going to get a chance to fix nothing else. So therefore, you're not really as spiritual as you would be in a live recording. Yes, sir. When you do the live recording, are you do you do it over multiple nights? Do you kind of or we is do it, it in just, one night? It's a one shot deal. Okay. We did uh we did live in Memphis, then we did live in Memphis too. Then we, we, we signed with another record company out of New York called Verity Records, uh, which is the best record label that we ever been on to me. Uh uh we did a live in Washington, DC on Verity, and we did it live in Harvey, Illinois. And uh you know, it, it was just a good experience. I, I enjoyed it. It's a long ways from uh, singing at the radio station in Canton. Then the Lord blessed us to, uh, to go to uh, Italy and Belgium and, and Switzerland and somewhere else. And I had I thought about my teacher. I, I, I had this teacher told me, she said, uh, Harvey, you, she was, her name was Miss Tate. She talked proper. Harvey, you should take a foreign language. You're going to need that one day. I said, no, I'm not. And time found me in Italy and didn't know what them people said. I thought about Miss <laughs> Tate. She had some wisdom for you. She told me that. Yeah. I never thought I would be there. Never. What was the reaction in Europe to, to the Canton Spirituals? What did you well, get? Well, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you the truth. When we first started, I was scared to death because I didn't know. I said, they don't know what we said. So what we had to do, we had to sing some stuff that they know also. So we sang stuff like Happy Day, Oh Happy Day, uh, All Men Are Made by God, uh, We Are the World. Oh man, we had we had a ball. They they loved us. They loved us. They bought all of our our music. See, they love music. They love music, and they go they go more by your spirit than they do what you say. I was gonna say they could feel your spirit That's coming right. through. Right? Yeah. That's right. So it was a but we had a ball. That's wonderful. I've seen also that you, uh, in addition to you know writing for your group, that you've you've written for other performers and, and done some other work. Uh, Ruben Studdard, I believe, the I just, American Idol guy. I didn't guy. write with him, but I, I appeared on his first uh, gospel uh, record. Okay, so you yes, sang sir. with him. I or? sang. He sang one of my songs. Okay, and I sang it along with him. Oh, great! Fix it, Jesus. How was that experience? It was good. It was. It, we had a good time. We was. Uh, Ruben is such a gentleman. He's a nice guy, you know, and he's you know he can sing. We had a ball, and I got some coming out now. That's going to be coming out this year. Yeah, this this no, two thousand nineteen. It's going to be out in February. Okay. And I got a song uh, with with Reverend Al Green singing with me called uh, uh, Hallelujah. Anyhow. Oh, wonderful. Yes, sir. So is that going to be your your record with that's Al my, Green? That's my record. Yes, sir. He's a, he's a guest peer on my record. 
And, and has the, have the Canton Spirituals worked with him in the past at all? Or never. Is this I've a never met time? him in my life. Oh, I just wow. called him and he said, yeah. It's called Faber. F-A-V-O-U-R. <laughs> How was that? Uh, did you did you record at the same time? First with him? time I ever really been excited in the studio. When he came in there, we, we had to go to Memphis to his uh, studio where he recorded. And when he walked in the door, I'm just gonna tell you, I was just like a little boy, because I always, I always loved Al Green. Like I said, I wasn't born in Bethlehem. I love stuff like love and happiness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm still in love with you. Yes, sir. I got him at the house now. So was that? Uh, I, I'm just curious about the, uh, your interactions with him and how how he was as a person when you worked with him. He was just like he knew us because he liked the song we did, Mississippi Po Boy, and he sang it at his church sometimes. Oh, so wonderful! He already was a fan of the Kent Spiritual, but he didn't know how big a fan that I was of him. I said, now, I love Reverend Al Green. I said, but I really, really like Al Green. <laughs> I'm still in love with you, all that stuff. Yeah, I like that. Now. <laughs> Take me to the water. I like all that. Wow. Well, that's that's exciting. That'll be great to hear. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Balico, they're excited about it. That's going to be really cool. Yes, sir. You're listening to the Arts Hour on MPB. Our guest today is Harvey Watkins, Jr. of the Canton Spirituals. The Spirituals are the Lifetime Achievement recipients of the Governor's Arts Awards taking place this February. So uh, you spent a lot of years out on the road, and I'm just curious about what the—how is the road now? Is it—are you kind of—how do you approach kind of your touring? I'm sure it's not as as, as grinding as it was back in no, the 70s, it's not. 80s. No, it never will be. Yeah. No, sir. I just go when I want to, and I go where people want me. I don't like to go and ram myself down nobody's throat. We go where people send for us. Most we mostly sing in churches. That's what I really like anyway. So that's most of what we do. We we really go where people call. When they send for us, uh we come to an agreement and uh that works for both parties and we go do it. So but, t- tell us about kind of like what would maybe the last few months or six months has been, just to, to give us a sense of like where you, what places you go and where you been, sing. But the last few months we've been to Virginia, we've been to North Carolina, we've been to Florida, uh, we've been to Georgia. And that's most of what we've been doing for the last six months. We go to the East Coast a lot. Singing is big on the East Coast, like South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. We've been to D.C. We've been to New York, to New Jersey. Um, we go a lot of places. We go a lot of places. We turn a lot of places down because we can't go everywhere. I'm a member of my church. Matter of fact, I belong to the Spring Hill Christian Center. I'm a deacon there, and I also I'm also the reader for my pastor on Tuesday night. So I can't be going all the time because I have to be in my church sometime. Very good. Yes, so it's it's more select kind of rather yes, than than yeah, being we, out for two weeks at we a time. Don't do or that. We yeah. don't do the two weeks. We don't do the one week either. <laughs> so it's like a Thursday to Sunday it's, or something it's, like that? It's or? mostly like a Friday to a Sunday or a Saturday to a Sunday or a Sunday. A Sunday to a Sunday. A Sunday would <laughs> be just, just fine. Okay. You know, we've we, we, we been there. We've been everywhere. I mean, first of all, I, I, I don't want to – we're not a new artist. I mean, I, I'm, I'm 64 years old. We, 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 we're, not, we're not a new artist. We, we 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 know we we just blessed to still that somebody still want to see us. So what we do, we try to stay in our lane and we go where people want us. 
My daddy told me that if you don't get in a race, you can't lose. So we just kind of stay in our lane Find and your spot. go where people want us. Yeah. And we're so blessed. And the, and the group has really been, um, in some ways, like a training ground for a lot of artists, like Vic Allen, who's yes, now sir. out on his own yes, as, a, as an R&B artist. Talk great, about great singer and a great young man. Very gifted young man. But, but the spirituals being kind of like, uh, you know, uh, his, his place where he learned the business and, and that. Is yes, that, sir. And, 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 and he's doing fine. He, he, first of all, first of all, when you're an entertainer, you can't stay on the stage for 24-7. You've got to come off the stage. And if you're a pro on the stage and you're unprofessional off the stage, you got trouble. So therefore, you, you have to be around people that you can learn from and people that, that, that can help you. And Vic was smart. He hang around us, and he learned, and that's why he's doing fine because he's not dumb, and he's he's not a he's not a thug. He's a gentleman. He's a businessman, and he can sing. That's great. Yes, sir. That's great. I love him. I always will. What kind of thing besides um, your your collaboration with Al Green? What other things over the next year or so are you thinking about for yourself or the group? Or what are some things you're, you're thinking about working I, I on? I want to do an, a record with Charlie Wilson. I'm going to do him. Oh. I'm going to do a record with him. He's a good, he's a friend of mine. I love him. And you know, um, I just want to go and be a blessing to people. I I, I want to be a blessing to people and and inspire people and lift people up. That that's all. I I I I don't I don't I don't I don't ask for nothing really, because the Lord already been been over generous to me. Most of the things that I have, I didn't even deserve it. But uh, uh, I I thank I thank the Lord that for people like like I got a young gentleman that that came to me play drum for me. Now he play for Keith Sweat. A lot of people have been blessed through the Can Spirituals Ministry, and that makes me happy. That make me feel good because we want to be a blessing. We, we, we want to be a blessing. And see, one thing about the Lord and one thing about the devil, the devil don't mind us shouting and crying and praising the Lord. He just don't want us to change. <laughs> he want us to stay the same, just keep the same hatred in our heart. That's what he want us to do. He, he, he loves for us to go to church. But he just don't want us to change. So what I'm doing, I'm changing, and I hope that I can influence some more people to change and 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 and, and we be better people. That that's what's on my mind. It's it seems like there's almost well I, I'm sure there is this kind of Canton Spirituals legacy where yes, it sir. started before you, it was yes, passed sir. to you, and then you've passed it on to these other, and it's yes, going on and on yes, in, in all these directions. And we're getting ready to do a documentary and a book. Also. Oh great! Yes, sir. So if we're kind of leaving out, what are maybe some of the cornerstones of that legacy that you see that you, you hand on to people? What we're getting ready to do in February with the governor, that's one of the cornerstones right, cornerstones right there. Yeah. We are very excited, and we're so thankful to be a part of this that, that you're all doing. Uh, for the recipient, one of the recipients, hey, that's one of the things. And it, like going overseas and going to Finland and Europe and all the different places and 
and, and singing with Aretha Franklin. We sung at her. We sung for her a couple of times at her uh, AIDS benefit programs and a lot of stuff that, that we've done. And we're just thankful. And we know that it wasn't because we could sing so good. We just know that God saw favor. That's wonderful. Mr. Watkins, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank we really you, appreciate it. Thank you, sir, for making it easy. Well, I, I give it my best. Um, for those of you who want to join us, uh, the uh, Governor's Arts Awards, of course, are going to take place Thursday, February 7th at the Old Capitol Museum in Jackson. The ceremony starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, there's a public reception an hour immediately ahead, so come on out and meet Mr. Watkins, other members of the Spirituals. Other uh, recipients include uh, Dr. London Branch, the music educator, uh, Miss Ruth Miller, the visual artist, New Stage Theater, uh, Hartley and Mary Peavy, uh, the late photographer James Patterson, and uh, the writer Julia Reed are also recipients this year. For those of you who've been listening and you'd like to share the show with a friend or you've tuned in late and you want to listen back, you can go to the MPB website at mpbonline.org. They show they share all our past shows on the Mississippi Arts Hour page. You can click on there and listen back and uh, pass it on. There's also a podcast of the show that you can download with your favorite podcast device. Until next time, we'll be seeing you around.